T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. If USC loses to Utah in the Pac-12 title game and it's close, they still deserve to be in the college football playoff. They deserve to be in. And you'll say, Maggie, oh my gosh, two losses. Like, you know, they committed some cardinal sin. No, even with two losses, if it's a close loss, they lose a last-second field goal or something like that, something fluky, I still believe that USC would deserve to be in over Ohio State. Wait, so the committee—the committee, Hello. The committee's never chosen a two-loss team. Yeah. Why would this USC team be the exception to that rule? What's so special about them? They haven't beaten really anybody. Well, they have. They've beaten more ranked opponents than Ohio State Well, they haven't has. beaten a top-10 team. Okay, but they have beaten Notre Dame, the common opponent. They both beat them by 11. They beat UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who's what, 16? <laughs> well, UCLA is a, finishing as a top 25 ranked team. Okay, I know. But the, it, honestly, like this has to be an exceptional reason to put it in a two-loss team. And I know they have the Heisman Trophy winner. but that was, I don't, That's another reason. But if you're in the Final Four, I think this is a huge precedent to set to jump USC without that without that conference title, to jump them as a two-loss team. And come on, if they're going to have a two-loss team in there, why wouldn't they just do the big one? What, uh, Alabama? Yeah, give the people Tennessee. what they want. So here's the thing about why I, I think that because the Heisman Trophy for front runner, Caleb Williams now has overtaken C.J. Stroud, I think that does play into it. And here's the thing about the precedent. We're about to go to 12 teams very quickly here. Is it going to be next year? Is it going to be the year after? Whenever it happens, guys, it's happening like now, very soon. So doesn't precedent kind of feel like if you're going to break it, wouldn't it more likely happen now when once we get to 12, you're going to have tons of two-loss teams. You're going to have three-loss teams. Like I don't see the committee being so precious because they're not precious about anything. They change their criteria all the time. I think that USC and I think the public, like with Caleb Williams on a big stage, I think there is the appetite because he's going to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft in two years. I think it would be, it would be a bad scene. If, if two loss USC got in over Ohio state, I mean, Ohio State's a popular program. I know USC so is, is too. USC, they're both like Ohio programs. State's a bit of a wagon, though. I think that would be <laughs> that would be kind of that'd yeah. be kind of crazy. Uh, Ohio State is the one that jumps other teams. I know they're a little bit down this year. I mean, they they have one loss. I just think that would be a giant thing. Also, too, it's Lincoln Riley. The committee knows what happens when Lincoln Riley goes to the Final Four. He's lost every game. I think that they would not. I don't think they would think that USC is going to win it all. If they can't beat Utah on Friday night. 
I don't think they're a real threat to win the title. Okay, but Ohio State couldn't beat Michigan on their own home field. At least USC has never would have never had a loss at home. It would have been at Utah by yeah. one point in the final seconds of the game, and then it would have been on a neutral field. Again, it would have to be a very close loss here to Utah. Utah, who, by the way, is ranked 11th. It's not like they'd be losing to some, you know, woe-be-gone franchise, you know, school here. Yeah, there's the other thing, too. I, I would think Ohio State, they would look at, oh, Ohio State's going to get a couple stars back. Ryan Day's had success in the Final Four. I think this is, it's not, if it was a Big 12 team who was sitting there with one loss, yes, I would say USC well, could jump. Because the but committee hates the, the Big thing 12, too is, obviously. If we're going to start talking about a two-loss team jumping them, they cannot ignore the fact that Alabama's number six. Okay, That's very but high. think about it. At least... USC is playing in their conference yeah. championship. Alabama's sitting home this but week. But they're part of their criteria. They state they have this stated criteria, the committee, and none of it is playing in your conference title game. Also, USC's in the Pac-12. Alabama's in the SEC. Do I need to spell that out? Okay, that's a huge, huge difference. There is a huge difference. But let me count them up: one, two, three, four, five, six. Is am I right about that? One, two, three, four, five, six teams got in from the Pac-12. It's not the crappy conference, the paper oh, yeah. tigers that You're we've right, been saying. Oregon did so well when they uh, faced Georgia. Come no, on, but now, SEC, no, but now USC. Alabama would have rolled the Pac-12. No, but, we all know that. Okay, but that's week one, first of all. And and by the way, USC going to Corvallis and now beating Oregon State. I know they weren't ranked at the time, but maybe that looks a little bit better. Beating because, 17-14 in a game that came down the wire. And this is a team that's so powerful, you have to put them in with two losses? Because Oregon couldn't win in Corvallis. So, I mean, this is it's, what I'm trying to say is that the Pac-12, I don't think, is the like walkover conference that people used to have said over the last couple of years. Like there are good teams in the Pac-12. And I know that USC didn't play Washington but and didn't play Oregon. I get that. Yeah. But they still beat UCLA and beat them on the road. Do you think the committee's going to see it that way when they have that big 49-3 loss to Georgia? Uh, well, I mean, but I'm just saying they obviously gave the Pac-12 a lot of respect here. Okay, so let me conference. ask a question. Do you think this is what's going to happen or what should happen? So I think it's what should happen. However, because the committee can at times be so volatile, you don't see there's like a USC thing happening right now. Like the Caleb Williams Heisman campaign is in full swing. It is not hard to get people to to pay a lot of attention to yeah. USC. And also they're going to be going to the Big Ten soon. Like there's a lot of things happening where I think they don't – the committee – would f- find that like pushing USC to the mm. front is actually not a bad thing. Well, I mean, I think they're, they're concerned about ratings, obviously. So I think yeah. that means Alabama. I mean, Alabama is, is the Cowboys of the sport. I think that'd be, if you're, if you're going to break all the rules and put a two loss team in, just make it the tide. Why not? There's no, also, Alabama's probably, I hate to say, it's a little better than USC. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that and would be I, great. It would be great to see that battle between Bryce Young and Caleb Williams, but, you know, there was also a I couple, don't think we're, gonna, yeah, we're not going to get there. I think Boo, Boo Corrigan gave a couple clues last night. He did mention, he said, yeah, Ohio State ended up losing by 23 or whatever it was, but yeah. the game was in in contention until the fourth quarter. He pointed that out. It wasn't. It wasn't really a rock. I, I mean, mean, so we're getting we're getting uh, like uh, achievement awards here, participation trophies. That's what we're game. giving out to Ohio State. How much? Geez, like they lost <laughs> at home. It was terrible, and Michigan didn't have their best player who played only a few snaps in the game. But when you watch the game too, you're like, oh man, Ohio State is so much more talented. They're just so dumb. Ohio State's got so much NFL talent on that team. They were running. I mean, you saw that game. Michigan had these big plays, but it, still there's this mystique about Ohio State. 
CJ Stroud See, didn't play well. I think the mystique is now on USC because of Caleb Williams and because of Lincoln Riley. I, yeah. I think there's, I think right, that the so fact that they turned it jump, around to jump Ohio State with one loss, I, I'd be surprised. The committee will put a two-loss team in and just be like, "You guys, just everyone's yeah. gonna have to get over it." Like yeah, they just don't care. Yeah, and it's called Alabama. <laughs> if they're ever no, gonna put a two-loss team, in, it's gonna be the number one team in the sport by fifty miles. It's gonna be Alabama. <laughs> I mean, why is Alabama number six? It makes no sense actually for you to sit back and look at it. just because they they would love to have Alabama get in there. Well. One other thing may I say about USC, let's say they lose, you know, like by a field goal or something yeah. like that. To have your two combined losses be by four points so, as opposed to Ohio State's loss being by 22 at home. If you're going to put USC in with two losses, why not put Utah in with three losses instead of USC because they beat them twice? Well, because now, way, now you're getting I love crazy. How, when we talk these scenarios, <laughs> we, we have USC losing the game. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, they could very well win, and this is going to be extremely easy. But the reason why we bring up USC is because they look like the team that's most vulnerable. I think we've basically, you know, convinced more than half the country that TCU is still in with a loss. Now, listen, the yeah, committee can still pull I, I an oopsie doop there. I, I think that TCU Ohio State thing is not done done. Yeah, I, if I TCU do think it's done. loses this game, you know, their their strength of schedule I know is ESPN says is good, but they're not going to have all these impressive wins on their resume either. Because all those teams have fallen apart, mainly because, as you said, TCU killed <laughs> their confidence. Just came in and was like a hacksaw and just took them all down. I mean, there were so many close games against bad teams. That's just a fact. I don't know if they – Baylor was not a, it's not a good team. Well, but a close loss against Kansas State, that's now one of the top ten teams. You're assuming it's a close loss. If it's a close loss. Yeah, I think TCU's fine, but I do think there's there's a debate. I bet they go into the night with that one. It's Ohio State, Maggie. They jumped much better teams a few a long time ago uh, when they started in 2014. Baylor and Kansas State were in there, and they didn't even get a whiff when it's Ohio State. They're very, Ohio State, Michigan. That's the biggest game of the year, right? Yes. And why do you think that is? That's partly because Ohio State is such a big program, such a famous program. So many people grew up watching Ohio State. Well, Same with USC. But I, no, but also like let's. It takes two to tango there. Michigan's got a lot mm. of fans, too. Isn't Michigan actually the most winningest college football program in the history of college football? I think I learned that when I went to the College Football Hall of Fame in I think Atlanta. I think there's some magic about Ohio State still. I don't think everyone is over them. Mm, 855-212-4CBS. If it could be between Ohio State and USC, who would you want it? Even if USC has two losses, if it's a close loss. Well, well that's the only discussion. If they win. Yeah. The, if they win, they're in, obviously. 855-212-4CBS. So a two-loss USC or a one-loss Ohio State. You guys know where I lean. Give it to Ohio. Yeah. USC. I mean, we got the, you, got, you got the Heisman. Can I say, if you're, you're opening the door for two losses, and let's go. Bring in Bryce. Can you imagine the first get Bryce Young going against Georgia again? That'd be amazing. And then you have Michigan TCU, who feels like the Peach Bowl. I don't know. They play that game, and then the winner of Georgia-Alabama gets to win the title, right? Is that how it goes down? Well, what I mean, what do you think Georgia-Alabama, say they played again? It was the four versus the one, right? What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Oh, Georgia's going to beat them. Come on. 855 <laughs> Come on. Let's, I oh, mean, I know everyone, Alabama. It's nice. I, I get it. They're a, they're an incredible program. Whoa, you are totally mistaken about that team right there. I mean, Bryce Young's been hurt on and off this season. You, there is no guarantee. I mean, the year that did Alabama beat him last year in the in the conference title game was that I know Georgia had already had already cl- yeah, was Alabama, already in. And Alabama then was definitely when it, struggling when it really last year. Mattered. They were up in the fourth quarter. Like this this Alabama team would be poised. They'd be ready to go. 
I don't think that's a it's a no brainer. But I do think that one of those two schools is going to be a heavy favorite over Michigan TCU. Who? Oh, uh, whoever the SEC team or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, Georgia. I, listen, I already have Georgia versus the field. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be you know thirteen point spread. Even Michigan, who will slow the game down. But then again, I was wrong about Ohio State, Michigan. I did bet on Michigan plus eight. But my my point is the committee likes the SEC, Maggie. They they and they oh, like Ohio State. And the history is is not great for Lincoln Riley either. Like, I don't think they're so blown over by this USC team. The fact that USC has had this turnaround in this short a time with Lincoln Riley, I think, has made people take notice. They already knew about him. I mean, hell, NFL coaches basically call to pick his brain every offseason. Everyone knows what Lincoln Riley is about and what his offense is about. I think that they will give deference to that. Like, they will um, reward the fact that finally somebody turned got USC out of its funk, shook up the program a little bit, and got that them back into winning because we know college football is better when USC is good. Oh, let's! I'd love to do a side bet on this. What about what's actually going to happen? It, if USC loses, I will bet you Ohio State gets in there. I know. See, I can't make any bets right now. Do you guys understand? <laughs> I'm trying to procure a duck costume currently. It's How not about you going guys? well. Anyone on that side of the glass want to take some action? <laughs> Jeez. So, by the way, is anyone going to help me with the duck costume? All of a sudden, Nick in Texas is on Twitter saying I got to have the costume by Friday. Was, was there a date on this? I, I have no idea what he's talking about. I didn't even remember the original bet. Oh, well, I remember the original bet. Was it, it was about Oregon? Cal, Oregon. Yeah. Cal, Oregon. Yeah, we went through that. But... I got to get a duck costume by Friday. I can't make it happen. I'm too busy this week. Yeah, that feels like a tough ask at this point. I mean, I know it's the middle of New York City and I should be able to get anything, but a duck costume is a little bit of a a big ask. You've had quite a while. I mean, mean, guys, I've been busy. (laughs) The the spirit Halloween places might still be up. You might find, like, you know, a straggler or two. You can just go to Party City and get just a beak. No, that that I don't think that's going to suffice here. Oh, it's got to be a full duck costume, right? I'm not taking any more bets until I find this duck costume. <laughs> Where was it laid out that it had to be a full duck costume? I don't remember that I mean, in the fine duck print. Costume. I he feel like a beak, a, isn't a, uh, hmm. a beak isn't enough. Now, if you had a beak and some feathers and maybe like a Donald Duck shirt or something, maybe we can pull that off. Where am I finding this stuff? You guys make it seem like I can. It gets what? even weaker by the second. You're right. That's terrible. <laughs> what am I doing here? 855-212-4CBS. Okay. What I'm saying, USC should be in even with a close loss against Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Perloff saying, hey, if you're going to let two win teams in, well, just roll out the red carpet for Alabama because you know that's what the committee would ultimately want. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. want to hear from you early and often in the show. All right, coming up next, we take your phone calls on this, of course. We've got more to talk about with the college football playoff rankings. Don't move more Maggie and Perloff right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back on Maggie and Perloff, we're debating who should get in if USC loses to Utah on Friday night. Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I have a ace in my sleeve on this argument about whether it should be one loss Ohio State or two loss USC. I looked at the data because I'm a data guy. I'm an analytics guy. I pretend to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, more you're more nerd. I'm more eye test. What do you so, got? So there is a study by the Altimore Group that combined that data from, made up. Uh, probably combines data <laughs> from the New York Times and 538 and the U.S. Census data and Google Trends. All those are real. <laughs> oh, goodness, all those are real. They <laughs> list the top 25 college football programs in terms of popularity. Who has the biggest estimated fan bases? Would you guys care to guess the number one? Are you sure this is up to date? This is from July 2022. That's and besides, I wouldn't think a fan base would change that. <laughs> yeah, but... This is actually loyal fans, so uh, it's a little okay. different. So number one is going to be Bama because people love winners. Not according to this. They're number eight. Oh. This list. I think a lot of this has to do with population. But... Okay. Um, so Number one by a long stretch is Ohio State. Really? Num- number two is Notre Dame. Number three, Texas. Four, Penn State. Five, Michigan. Six, Florida. Seven, Oregon. Then eight, Alabama. Oh, wow. Ten, USC. Now, I don't know if this is accurate. I, I do know. thought Notre uh, Dame would have been number one, actually. Because it's widespread. But Ohio yeah. State is, I mean, it's really, it's got a cult-like following, I think, in Ohio. And it's a big, big national program because they were good when a long, long time no, ago. No, I know. And they send tons of guys to the NFL. I get it. I would say that, I, you're right, this year they feel a little less pizzazzy, a little less style. But, and USC's a new kid on the block. But I still think it's hard to pass over an Ohio State. Well, I think USC should, if it's a close loss to Utah, I still think that USC should be in. They've got the Heisman front runner. They've turned around their program. They're on a better swing here over the last couple weeks where they took out UCLA and Notre Dame. You know, this has been, this has been fun here for USC. Yeah, I mean, two losses to Utah, not ideal. Well, I mean, let's see how it goes, right? Let's go to James. He's in Alabama, wants to talk about Alabama. Hi, James. How's, how's it going? Oh, I don't want to talk about Alabama. I get sick at my stomach every time I hear the word. I'm a native Texan living in this place. I'm not <laughs> proud of that, but I'm all things Texas. And I want to hear an apology from all of you when TCU goes in and wipes the floor with everybody and takes the crown at the end. Oh, James, James come on, dude. Nobody is oh. stumped for let's, TCU let's, more let's, than me on this program. I'm basically hey, an honorary frog at this point. Yeah, I, I am all things Texas. Uh, as I said, I'm transplanted. And I, I get tired of hearing people uh, want to push Alabama in there. They lost. They blew it. Let it go. Let's get these other teams in here to do their thing, and let's shine some light on these guys. 
I think TCU's doing a fantastic job. I'm a Longhorns fan, too. Hey, when uh, A&M came in and put a whooping on Alabama in 2012, I had A&M stuff all over my truck, Jack. I was so thrilled. Wait, how, so you can't like down. all these Texas teams. You can't just say, oh. I got Texas, Texas A&M, TCU, Baylor. You can't do that. Uh, Perloff, you're the wrong, you're the last person <laughs> who should be calling yeah. someone out of their fandom. Hey, when... When when uh, when the Cougars come in and whooped Auburn a few yeah. months back, I was me and my wife was the only ones with our our decked out and, and U of H stuff, and we were just proud as larks, man, jumping up and down. It's like, yeah, you know, I know Auburn was uh, Bama's yeah. good brother, but still, that's you know. Uh, all right, James like is all Texas, but Perloff, you of all people, you cannot criticize someone, someone else's fan fandom. You, you're basically a fan of half the teams in college football and the NFL regardless but, of conference. But I'm not from Texas. I'm from New York. I'm Philadelphia. So therefore, I'm allowed to pick any college team I want. I'm not going to be a Temple fan. No, but you are like, you'll pick the Eagle. Obviously, yeah. you love your Eagles, but if it, you know, serves you, then you'll, you know, bet Dallas. You'll bet on the Giants if it oh, suits you. Yeah, yeah. You'll bet on the Mets, no. even though you're a Phillies fan. That is, no, 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 no. That's one team I will never bet on. <laughs> uh, Brian is in <laughs> Omaha. Hey, Brian, what's up? Hi, Maggie May. Hey, Mr. Perloff. How you guys doing? We're doing great. You know, now I'm kind of waffling, and, and I'm thinking USC, they – it's got to go to double overtime to beat a, a – but Ohio State doesn't impress me at all mm-hmm. because, you know, Michigan got help. Illinois whooped Michigan, and the NCAA wanted Michigan in. Wait, say it again, Brian? He said Illinois almost beat Michigan. Yeah, okay. That Illinois was had Michigan yeah. beat. I know, it but... was the officiating that I know. allowed them to continue. <laughs> but Ohio State was not very impressive, and they haven't been this year – and I, they were early. Their quarterback was outstanding early on. But I do want to use the USC in there instead of Ohio State. I'm just hoping that, you know, they don't lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian, that would be the easy way. And thank you so much for the call. The easy way for USC to get in, just beat Utah in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Utah should not be able to beat USC twice. I don't know why everyone – I saw this ESPN metric said that USC only has a 40% chance of winning that game. That makes no sense to me. They're the better team. They have the best quarterback in the country, or arguably yeah. him and Bryce Young are both great. Yeah, I feel like this whole conversation is a little... Are we being disrespectful to even have this conversation? Well, no. Because Nobody's saying if if Georgia loses or if Michigan loses. No, I think there's a, a couple of things. I think that USC's defense is not as good as Georgia's or Michigan's. So maybe that's where you know you see potentially some vulnerability. Right, right, right. But I, yeah, but and also I guess there's more at stake because Georgia doesn't have anything to play for. They're in. They're in. And same with Michigan. Michigan's in. Uh, let's keep going. How about Kevin? He's in Oregon. What's up, Kevin? Hi. How are you guys? Doing great. What's What do you have for us? Well, you know, I, I don't think I've heard enough nationally about Oregon State. Their Jonathan Smith hire was probably the best hire because when he got into his position, the cupboard was bare. Yeah. And now he's at a nine-win season and just beat Oregon and uh, could possibly have a double-digit win that hasn't happened for years. Well, uh, Jonathan I, Smith, I think, is an awesome coach. I'll tell you why. I mean, Oregon eats up a lot of energy nationally because of Nike, I think. Don't you think that's why even Oregon State has to be really outstanding to catch our attention, even though my man Sean Mannion, I believe, went there. It's it's tough. It's tough for the Beavers to outshine 
the Ducks. It's, I just think Oregon's a national program and Oregon State is not. Is that a fair statement? Well, you know, and, and what normal, what you don't understand is Peggy Knight was from Oregon State and the Knight Foundation and does um, donate to Oregon State as well, but not as much as Oregon. You're right on that. Yeah, I mean, Kevin, thank you for the call. We'll try to work some more Oregon State into the conversation, but I mean, the rumor is not that Phil Knight gets to call a play for Oregon State every week, right? Yeah, yeah. Oregon's built themselves into this thing. You know, LeBron's on the sideline. Well, but Oregon State's not going to be that. I, I understand, but yes, Oregon gets a boost from all the Nike stuff. Right, of I they do. But I think it's fair to say that Oregon State's in the shadow of some other programs in the Pac-12. It always has been. It's great that they're so good, and it certainly is going to help USC <laughs> that they jumped up so high. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. How about Sean, our buddy, is also in Oregon. Sean, you're concerned about the duck costume that I have to wear to pay off my bet with Nick in Texas. I hope you don't welch on that bet. I'm not going and to. you got to have a, you know, a duck has a bill. A duck doesn't have a beak. How dare yeah. you guys? How dare you? I'm that blaming was, everybody on the show. And I'm sure, you know, I'm waiting for a Perloff to welch on that bet with the Broncos with me. I mean, what do we, we bet again? Perloff, it was Broncos, Dolphins. How do you not remember this? No, Sean, no, what was the stakes? Oh, we don't. We didn't come up with it yet. We yeah, know what no, Sean's sending you. We don't know what you're sending Sean, right? He, well, I think last time I talked to him, he said he was going to send me a bunch of Philly steak cheese sandwiches. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And then we debated done. whether or not a frozen cheesesteak can Give actually your, travel. Uh, oh, I'm sure it can. Give your address to Mike, and we'll, we'll go for that. Yeah. Because that, that's going to happen. So here's a question, Sean. Thank you for correcting us on the beak versus the bill thing. I mean, really, guys, come on. What are we, some kind of like uh, Mickey Mouse outfit here? Like, we got to know that. We got to be better. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the Broncos, just for a second, deviate from uh, college football for a moment. You see the story yesterday. So it was Russell Wilson's birthday. And Ciara threw him a huge party. And the reports are is that half the team was there. Half the team. Is that a good number or a bad number? Because like half the team was there on their day off. It's like, well, he's married to a famous celebrity. Even if you don't like him or if you think that he's kind of a hack, wouldn't you still go to the party just for the story and just, you know, just because he's a coworker? Does anyone remember the percentage of the team that went to Bo Callahan's birthday and draft day? I mean, I think that's the, <laughs> that's the baseline. <laughs> Samter, you know this for sure. Samter's seen draft day how many times? Just twice. That's all. So remember, what was it? Did, did they say only a handful of people went to Bo Callahan's party? No, nobody showed up. Not a single person. Nobody showed, see, okay, so the bar is really low. Okay, but is half the team showing up? Is that good or bad? I think that's really good. See, I think that's kind of bad. If, if I threw a birthday party and half the show showed up, I'd be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> guys. <laughs> well, it depends on what half it is. If it's <laughs> yeah. Stu and not me, then you win. <laughs> well, um, here's the question. Was it the offense or the defense? The, the defense, defense showed is definitely up the not showing up. <laughs> They're mad. I don't think I Mike mean, Purcell and the defense teams, are mad. This these teams are big. I feel like it's an off day. If I'm on that team, I just want to stay home and watch TV. It's a very busy NFL season. I'm not going to Russell Wilson's birthday party. You are the celebrity. You love celebrities. You would go in a heartbeat. You, you the Russell Wilson's birthday party? No. I do see me going to any celebrity birthday parties around here. Honestly, I'm sorry if you guys have a birthday party and it's at night. No? There's very little chance. Perloff, you love celebrities. You would definitely go to this party. Uh, I don't know. What celebrity parties do I go to? I haven't been we to... We went to the Hustle premiere. 
Yeah, because I was in the movie. <laughs> well, but my point is, you know, there were celebrities there. Yeah, Sandler, that, et cetera. That's literally the only time I've been around a celebrity since the pandemic. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> or the Super just Bowl. just any person, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we go out to Super Bowl week. I don't remember us hobnobbing with all the A-listers. I said you could have gone to John Mayer with me. You didn't yeah. want to go. Yeah, it was at night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, John Mayer wasn't performing at 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm sorry. It no, conflicted I... Conflicted uh, with your schedule. I we went on a ghost tour at night. In reality, like, we wait, wait, let's really break down this Russell Wilson percentage. Yeah. This is... I thought, like, half the team went. I was surprised that half the team went. Because I, I didn't think that many people during the season would go out on a night like that. But uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that means half the team didn't show. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, when you throw a wedding, don't they usually say... Is it 80% of people show up to a wedding? It's assumed he invited the whole team, I'm going to assume. Oh, I would hope so. I'm just shocked that more people, even if you don't like somebody, if you get invited to a work birthday party and it's the quarterback of the team or, say, in our situation, it's someone who's senior or above you or something like that, don't you feel like you're obligated to go? You put on a happy face and you go. There is not a single person in this building whose birthday party I'm going to. <laughs> I, I will tell you right, right now. I've I've been here a year, and first of all, I haven't been invited to any birthday parties. Well, I got a big one coming up in May. It's a big one for me, guys. Wait, I know so, I know we have several months to go before this, but um, well, I guess I'll go to that <laughs> if it's a big one. I guess, <laughs> but if it was Jeez, a normal lucky one, me. if it was a normal one, no. Reluctant. If it's if I was turning thirty nine again, you would not come. What's the deal with this place that we work at, by the way? I've been here since January 1st. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a single person from this office go out together after our show, ever, anywhere. Is there any social life at this place? There's, I, there, I, Maybe there's a holiday party, but I don't know. Is well, it the staggering also, there was, of the There was before the pandemic. Shows all end at like different times and... Yeah, I know, you that's know. it, isn't it? Yeah, like, nobody's around, like, all at the same time, and, like, you know, a bunch of different people leaving all at once. It's like one producer here leaves, and then one... All the hosts just want to get out of here as soon as it's done, too. And is there a holiday party? There was before the pandemic. <laughs> I have no idea if there's going to be We now. used to have, like, big holiday parties at, like, at locations. Then it kind of became holiday party in the break room, and then we kind of <laughs> stopped doing holiday parties. <laughs> it was a holiday party <laughs> no. in the break room, which every year has been right in the middle of whatever show I've been doing. Yeah. I've been on three different time <laughs> slots, and somehow the party keeps moving yeah, to yeah. every time I'm right in the right in the middle of my show. And at a break, do you go get a donut and call the <laughs> happy holidays? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish I could get a drink, but obviously that'd be frowned upon. comes back stumbling, <laughs> yeah. slurring over. No. It's like, what? We well, got, we got the three I, minutes. Let me tell you what I really think about Alabama. No, All that kidding. being said, the sales group that sits on our floor, they have a lot of parties. Yeah, and it's they, their job. Doing party. <laughs> They're doing fine. No, 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 but they party. Sales parties in a in a way that like uh, it's like eating cake every day. Like they're at so many parties, I don't even think it's fun to party anymore. Like they entertain so many clients, they go to so many games. You know, all of a sudden it just becomes a job, right? Yeah, no, I don't think they have fun either. Okay, so <laughs> when, when do I have to go to this party in May? We got many, many months, but it's a big, oh, it's a big four zero for your girl. Are you gonna have it like late at night? On uh, a Saturday? Yeah, the party starts at midnight. What do you? Of course not. <laughs> what do you think? I'm gonna, go have, to, I'm gonna throw a rave. Can we go to happy hour right after work on a Wednesday? <laughs> Call the birthday. <laughs> you know what? That'd be fitting for me. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. It's gonna be a breakfast. <laughs> yes, a breakfast party. <laughs> Just for pearl. Pearl It's gonna be Maggie's fortieth breakfast. Yeah, you know, like when someone's coming in town, there's a difference in how good your friend is. Hey, let's go to dinner. Hey, let's grab a coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Grab a drink versus grab a coffee. Yeah, yeah. Very grab, different thing. Grab a drink is one thing. Grab a coffee.
coffee means yeah. let's get this over with. Grab a coffee means we got 40 <laughs> minutes. Max, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Listen, we don't make the rules. We just follow them. Yeah. Uh, coming up, we're going to get more in-depth on the college football playoff. Chip Patterson is one of our absolute faves. He's the host of the Cover 3 podcast, does such a good job with Tom Fernelli and Danny Cannell. Of course, he's on CBS HQ. We're going to talk to him next. Don't move. Time for a CBS Sports Update, though. Here is Rich Ackerman. It's time to ask the pros where you can ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later on the show when we might answer your question. The big question on the table today is, will USC be able to remain in the top four of the college football playoff even if they lose to Utah? I say yes. Let's get the thoughts of our guest now, Chip Patterson, one of our faves. He's the co-host of the Cover 3 podcast with Tom Fernelli and Danny Cannell. They do an excellent job. Of course, you can watch him on CBS Sports HQ, where he's a college football analyst. Chip, thanks so much for making the time today. Well, no problem. I hope you all are doing well. We're doing great. Okay, so... Are you with me or are you with Perloff that I think that if USC has a close loss to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, close loss, loses by a field goal in the last second, something like that, I think they still would deserve to be in over a one-loss Ohio State. Perloff says that's nonsense. What do you think? Yeah, I think that uh, two is greater than one, and the two in the loss column would be uh, jumped (laughs) by the one in the loss column, and that when you've got two losses to a team that the selection committee you know, sees as being much further down than the one loss that Ohio State has to the team that the selection committee considers number two. I mean, USC has that great opportunity that was afforded to, for example, the Georgia Bulldogs back in 2017 or uh, even to the Clemson Tigers back in 2020 to be able to get a rematch against the team that beat you in the regular season so that you may say, we beat everyone on our schedule if the Trojans fumble that opportunity to beat the one team that it has lost to this season, then I, I think it's going to be very tough for them to feel like uh, they're getting screwed if they end up getting jumped by Ohio State, even as Ohio State will not be playing for a conference championship this weekend. What about TCU? If TCU loses their conference title game, what's the argument could be like in that room about Ohio State versus TCU? Dude, I'm going to get so angry if TCU is out. They have no, everybody, Chip. regular season games. And they have already beaten everyone on their schedule. They also have a rematch, but it was a Kansas State team that they already defeated. And I, if I was to make a prediction, then you probably just can't get throttled. Like, they just can't get blown off the field by Kansas State, which, you know, judging by the way that that game was looking for a couple of quarters earlier in the season, is not totally unlikely. Like, it would, it would take TCU playing – a good game to make sure that that game is even competitive. But if TCU plays a game against Kansas State that is competitive, then win or lose, I think that TCU should be in the college football playoff uh, based on the idea that they had 12 wins, uh, one against every single team that was on their schedule. And Chip, I wonder if the committee kind of reads the room too about, uh, not that they care about the backlash, I don't think, but that the world would collectively lose its mind if TCU and the Big 12 by extension was on the wrong end of another, like, you know, another screw job. Like, I I just don't think college football fans would appreciate that. Um, 
here's a question for you. So let's say everything holds, right? And it's the order we see now in the top four. That's the way it's going to be. What do you think TCU versus Michigan? What do you think the spread would be on that game? And how much and how likely is it that TCU could pull off an upset? I think that TCU could definitely pull off an upset. In terms of the actual point spread on that one, uh, it, it would probably be larger than we might think just because of the fact that you know TCU is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against this Kansas State team. I think the power ratings metrics that continue to say that TCU is much closer to the middle of the, the power five than it is to the very, very elite. And I think that Michigan is probably on the other end of that bell curve. But I do believe that given the, the course of the game itself, the two things that TCU – uh, and Michigan have both made their hay on this year are things that are not necessarily repeatable, and that's explosive plays. It would be these two teams just lining up and trying to get these big haymakers to go, and I think that there would be a, a lot of competition at the line of scrimmage that would be almost a stalemate. Uh, I think that it would probably be lower scoring than we might even expect. Two great rushing teams, and if I had to make a prediction, a lot of it would come down to you know where are we with the health of Blake Corum uh, and, you know, where are we with the health of TCU star wide receiver Quentin Johnston? But two teams that run the ball really well. TCU does a great job of finishing drives with touchdowns instead of settling for field goals. Uh, I think that TCU-Michigan would be, uh, honestly, a better matchup in terms of what the final margin would be than necessarily Georgia-USC if things were to hold. Talking to Chip Patterson, CBS Sports HQ. Yeah, but to me, TCU-Michigan feels like a Peach Bowl matchup, not a Final Four, and I can easily see myself skipping that one on New Year's Eve. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say... Wow. There's a little bit... disrespect. You got it. What if I said, find a way to get Alabama? I know it's not going to happen, but Chip, if you put a team like Alabama or Ohio State in that Final Four, don't you think they could do damage? Is is there a huge difference between the 5-6 and team this year and the top four teams? I think there's a difference between the number 5 team and the number 6 team. I think that this is one of the uh, one of the worst Alabama teams in recent years, and I think that like there's two things that we can look at. Number one, uh, we can just look at the actual resume in terms of what it looks like on paper, because this Alabama team has zero top 15 wins. The best wins are against number 20 Texas by one point, uh, and then against Mississippi State, and you know that's uh, that that's honestly. A resume that's not even as good as the number seven team, Tennessee, a team that the Crimson Tide lost to. I mean, this Alabama team is being propped up by quality losses to LSU and to Tennessee. When this Alabama team has left Bryant-Denny Stadium, it has made a lot of mistakes. It has not been disciplined. It has been heavily penalized. Bryce Young, as immensely talented as he is, he has not been able to carry this team. The wide receivers have let him down time and time again. The ground game seems to disappear away from Bryant-Denny. Uh, the thing that the committee is seeing on the team sheets are, you know, efficiency metrics that do show that Alabama is one of the better teams. They are well-rounded, offense, defense, yards for play, yards for play allowed. And, and that may be true, but if we're going to judge Alabama by an Alabama standard, don't think that that Alabama team is going to come in the same way that that team did in 2017 after not winning the division and not playing for a conference championship and go on and win the national championship because Tua Tagovailoa and Jerry Judy and Najee Harris and Alex Leatherwood are not walking through that door. <laughs> and this team, the players on this Crimson Tide team, have not been up to that same standard. 
Ohio State, on the other hand, because you talk about five and six, I think Ohio State could do some real damage. I think that if USC loses to Utah and Ohio State gets in, now all of a sudden, you know, we've got uh, a really interesting scenario on our hands because we all sold all of the Ryan Day stock. We (laughs) sold all of the Ohio State stock. We were all bagging on this team based on the way it went against Michigan. But give the Buckeyes a second chance to be able to make a run at a national championship. And, uh, like, I'm, I'm going to be on CBS Sports HQ later tonight in the 6 o'clock hour, and they, they showed me the odds board, and I'm going to have to make a pick for, like, all right, what's the bet you want to lock in right now? And I was like, Buckeyes plus 1,000. Because all you need is for a three-point underdog uh, Utah team to take out USC. Ohio State's back in this thing. And Ohio State's chances to win two games against the field that includes Georgia, TCU, and a second shot at Michigan – yeah, I think that that is a ton of value right now. Uh, Ohio State can cause damage. Alabama is just not good enough. Chip, do you think this is the beginning of a trend for Alabama? Is, is the program down, or was this year a blip? I think that the offensive coaching has been poor. I think it's been poor since the start of last year, and that's been with the arrival of Bill O'Brien. And Bill O'Brien you know, is, is well-renowned and respected in coaching circles with people who have much deeper you know, inside football knowledge. But – specifically the trend that I have followed is that when this offense has left Bryant-Denny Stadium and gone to play in these road environments, they have not been great, and Bryce Young has had to really carry the load. They made a change at offensive line coach last year to try to fix the issue. That didn't bring, make a change. You know, they went to go get Jermaine Burton from Georgia, Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech. Still, I mean, this is Bryce Young playing hero ball is the best thing that they can do. And I think that for a program like Alabama – uh, that's that is unacceptable. Chip, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. When you say like uh, when you mentioned everyone sold their Ryan Day stock, kid you not, read an article today on the Athletic that Ohio State should throw the entire bank at Mike Vrabel, even though Ryan Day is a record of forty-five and five, I believe is his record. But but Mike Vrabel, but Mike Vrabel is what's going to come in and save the program. I, 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 we said it on late night on Saturday night when we were doing our instant reaction show, and uh, like Bud Elliott didn't believe it. Tom Fernelli was on my side. I was like, no, you don't get it. Just because it's not rational doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. <laughs> you have a losing record to Jim Harbaugh. That is a problem at Ohio State. So it, was, I'm, it can turn very quickly. Ryan Day gets this team off the mat, delivers the national championship. All is forgiven. So. We'll, we'll see what happens, but it is very, very funny uh, to see how the disconnect between the you know, deep inside the Ohio State brain versus what the national consensus seems to think about the Ohio State brain. Chip, we absolutely love the Cover 3 podcast. Love watching you on CBS Sports HQ. Watch tonight, 6 o'clock, as he just mentioned. Uh, a lot of fun. Hope we can do it again. Thank you. Sounds good. Y'all be well. Appreciate it. Chip Patterson. That was that was a takedown of Alabama, and I liked it. He made a lot of good points there. Not the Alabama standard. We've seen that. I don't know. I feel like if they got this Final Four, they'd be super dangerous. I mean, look at their two losses. They were in madhouses. Yes. I did the most damning. First of all, the Texas the penalties. Win. He's right about yeah, that. The that, penalties are crazy, shocking. but that that might even out. The, the worst game they had was the Texas win. The Tennessee right. loss. There's a Hendon Hooker is playing out of his mind. And LSU, you saw that atmosphere. You go in there and win, Maggie. Right? <laughs> you go into Baton Rouge, well, and they, they mean, were going insane. I, and they still only lost on a two point conversion in the last second. Well, I mean, but again, it's the standard. Totally, it's who the standard. said the standard is the standard? 
Everybody, Mike Tomlin? I don't know. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, coming up, we're going to do a little back-to-back guess here. How realistic is an Aaron Rodgers trade? Former general manager Michael Lombardi will join us next. We'll get to the bottom of that. Don't move. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.